everybody to the Abba Father broadcast. I pray God will show you just how much He loves you today as we meditate in His Word together. You can reach me at davidspires.org, but for now, let's go straight into the Word recorded live at the Epicenter. People call me out all the time. Man, why are you always preaching about the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God? You know, that's all I know, folks. I'm sorry, I can only preach what I know. The mercy, the goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. And I have dwelled in the house of the Lord. And I will continue forever. So that's all I know. You know, it doesn't, it didn't matter how sinful I've been. I'm 50 years old. I've, I've marked some sin in my life. Okay, there's some sin under the bridge. But it doesn't matter. You know, he carried me. You know, there's only one set of footprints on my beach. Can I get a witness? Right. There's a couple of drag marks on my beach where I tried to do it myself. And then I said, no, nah, Lord, just go ahead and carry me, man. You know, I like it better up here snuggled up with you anyway. Right? Um, but, you know, I don't know an angry God. I don't know a distant judge that's going to whack me when I'm bad. I just, I don't know it. I know it. I know my father. I know my Abba. I know my daddy, father. I know my, my Jesus. I know my, my heavenly lover, my spouse, Jesus. I know my comforter. I know my helper. I know my sweet Holy Spirit that intercedes for me and comforts me and sticks closer than a brother. That, that's all I know, folks. Somebody else is going to have to preach the hellfire to you. You know, I don't know anything about the hellfire and brimstone and angry God. You know, if, in fact, you know, I point out this verse here. It says the lake of fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. That's in Matthew 25, 41. It says, God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 9. That's some good news. So I tell you what, don't ever receive a message on hell, ever, unless that preacher is weeping. I, don't, I can't deal with a preacher with a gleam in their eye preaching about hell. But, uh, you know, it's basically religious hypocrites that, that live in fear. And they try to control, use fear and control people with fear. And, you know, fear is satanic. Did you know that? It says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And it says the fearful and the unbelieving will have their part in the lake of fire. Revelation 21, verse 8. So you've got to either serve a God of love or you got to serve the God of fear. And uh, you know, Jesus, in, in John 5, 42, he was talking to these religious people, the, and the Jews and the, the religious um, priests and stuff, and he goes, you don't have, he goes, I know that you don't have the love of God in you. He says, your father is the devil. So, so that, that's how we know the children of God, is that we relate to God about love. We don't relate to God in terms of fear. So beware of those, that, the, the preachers of the fear, okay? Just beware of that. They try to control you with that. You know, nothing good comes out of fear. Um, you know, fear cannot produce spiritual fruit. Fear cannot produce faith. It cannot produce love. It cannot produce anything good. It cannot produce hope. You know, and I tell you, here's another thing. You know, this, all this preaching against sin, that never helps anybody to stop sinning. Preaching hellfire and brimstone will never win anybody to Christ. It may win a disciple of fear, but it's not going to be a disciple of Christ. Only love produces spiritual fruit. Can you help me at all? When the Bible says fear the Lord, 
It means worship the Lord. You remember when, they, when, when Jesus was tempted and Jesus, Jesus says, it is written, worship the Lord and Him only will you serve? Well, where was that written? It was written in the book of Deuteronomy. But what did it say in the book of Deuteronomy? It said, fear the Lord and Him only shall you serve. But Jesus said, no. He said, worship the Lord. So when it says fear the Lord, it's talking about worship the Lord. It says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, doesn't it? That's what they like to say. But you know, this is really a positive thing. You know, my life was recently spared. I stepped out and a car came really close, speeding in a parking lot, doing about 60 miles an hour. And, you know, I could have swore an angel kept me from being just splattered. And, you know, in that split moment, I knew that my life was spared. And you know what? I was trembling and I was in fear. But it was a good trembling. It was a good fear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, angels. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You saved me. That's the kind of fear and trembling. It's a good, wonderful, awesome thing. It's not a dread. You know, it's not a, uh, uh, an afraid thing about with the Lord. Um, you know, you're, you're just never going to be holy enough and good enough and righteous enough to get to heaven. You know, I would think if, if it was supposed to be that way, I think it would say that in the Bible at least one time, right? But it doesn't say that at all, does it? But it says over and over and over and over and over that salvation is a free gift. Okay? It's the mercy, grace, and love of God. It's unconditional love. Nowhere does it say that your effort is going to earn you salvation in Scripture. You know, I want to say this. What makes you a good person? Does, um, does fear make you good? Does, um, does um, the threat of hell make you a good person? Does that make you want to be good? Um, does guilt make you feel good? But let me say, it's the goodness of God that makes you good. It's the mercy of God that makes you merciful. It's the forgiveness of God that makes you forgiving. So you have to receive from God before you can give. Here, let me see if I can break this down. When you receive, 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 receive the love, receive the mercy, receive the forgiveness, right? You keep receiving it, pretty soon your, your cup's going to be running over, right? And it's just going to run over. That's spiritual fruit. Good works is not spiritual fruit. True spiritual fruit comes from just keeping receiving the goodness of God until it spills out. And you say, man, no, 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 you got to do something, right? Don't you got to do something? Well, remember the people that came up to Jesus and they said, what must we do to do the works of God? And Jesus said, just believe in me. Just believe and just receive. So there's nothing to do. There's only to believe and there's only to receive. And you may say, well, I used to have childlike faith like that. But then it got complicated, didn't it? Now I'm religious. Now I'm kind of empty inside, and I feel kind of distant from God. Well, you know, that's just, that's just a matter of drifting away from Jesus and drifting away from the source of life. So we just got to go back to the gospel. We got to go back to the good news. You know, we got to go back to the, our first love. We got to go back to the love of God. You know, Jesus kept it real simple. He said, you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. Have you been having trouble seeing the kingdom of God lately? Remember Nicodemus? I mean, religious Nicodemus came to Jesus. He was all caught up in religion, wasn't he? But he couldn't see it. 
And he was amazingly religious. He was like a priest, and Jesus was like, dude, you're a priest. You're almost a high priest, and you, why can't you understand what I'm saying? Well, he probably didn't say dude, but I would if I was him. But Jesus broke it down, and I'm just about to close, if you can hang with me. Jesus said, you have to be born of the water and of the Spirit. Now, the water is baptism. Okay, when you got baptized in water back then, you lost your family, you lost your job, you lost your community, you probably lost your life. Why? Because baptism is a public confession of Jesus, right? So, you have to be born of the water, you have to confess Jesus publicly, and then you're going to receive the Spirit of God when you do. And let me show you. Um, Peter said in Acts 2.38, he said, when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Okay? How's that for Pentecostal for you, running around the church? Okay? But it says when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, you receive the Holy Spirit. Why do you receive it? Because you confess Jesus. Because this, the, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Uh, let, me, let me show it to you like this. Romans 10.9, it says, With the heart you believe, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So, confessing Jesus produces salvation. Confessing Jesus fills you with the Holy Spirit. You know, tonight, if you want to be filled with the Spirit for the first time, all you got to do is come out here in public and confess Jesus. And I guarantee you, I promise you, you're going to feel, if you've never confess Jesus in a public place, if you get up and start saying, I believe in Jesus, I love Jesus, I guarantee you the Spirit of God is going to, is going to come into you. Don't you remember the first time you did it publicly? When you walked down that aisle and, and, and all, those front of, all those people, didn't you feel the Spirit of God? Well, let me tell you something, it's still happening today. You know, if every time you confess Jesus, the first time you do that, that's the experience of being born again. Okay, The second time that you confess Jesus in public and the third time you confess Jesus in public and then when you get really Pentecostal and you're confessing Jesus all the time, that's what they call being filled with the Spirit. Okay, When you're talking about Jesus all the time, I promise you, especially if you're in front of a lot of people, you're feeling the, you're feeling the love of God up here, man. I'm telling you, you confessing Jesus, and, you know, especially when people are hating on you, Man, you are feeling the love. You are feeling the Spirit. Okay, and I'm going to close with this. In Revelation 12, 11, it says, They overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that's, I just want to back this up. It's the word of your testimony. It's the testimony of Jesus as the Spirit of prophecy. It's confession of Jesus with, with the mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. See, it's that testimony. So it, whatever your need is tonight, Whatever your problem area, you need some victory tonight over the devil in an area, you've got to start confessing Jesus over that. Okay, just the name Jesus is going to put him to flight. Okay. You know, when we leave Jesus out of our problems, then our problems remain, don't they? When we bring Jesus in there and shed some light on it, he starts helping us out. All right, that's all the time I got. Love you guys. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God loves you. Let's pray.